Fictionality episode 13 from Fictionality.co.uk. I'm Scott Heron. And I'm John Ferguson. And we're two guys who don't know how to make films here to discuss the making of our own film project, Fictional Fiction. However. However, indeed. This is not a real podcast. This is a fake podcast. This is a completely fake podcast. Total and will filler. be replaced in about two years. That's right. So if you are listening from 2009, you won't hear this at all. You'll hear a podcast that we'll have produced at the end of the yeah. film. But if you're listening to this at any point before 2009, you will in fact be hearing us. We're going to be cheating, though, and we're going to be abusing the standards of podcast. And we are not going to change the date of release on this podcast, even when we replace it in 2009. Kind of a bit of fun there, make it look like we're projecting from the future to the past. That is the point. So basically, this will be um, a summary of how the project actually went once we've completed it. Yes. And we hope you enjoy that. Absolutely. I can't think of any films we should really see in this podcast. Not really, other than uh, we stated before about Merry Christmas, because it's about Christmas time. It's about Christmas time here, yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, it's the day before Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Santa's got his Oh, actually, uh, see if you go to uh, NORAD's webpage, the official NORAD webpage in America. Is NORAD? It? Hang on a minute, is that right? The defense? Yeah, ah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, yes. the Santa Claus thing. Yes, they track Santa Claus going around <laughs> the world. I love that. I, love that. I don't they, know what they, the official They've been doing is. that for a couple of years now. Yeah, apparently they've been doing it since the 50s. Really? Yeah, you could get updates as to where he was. Wow. Apparently they have a more visual system now. I've not, I've not had a look myself. I'm going to go and There's check a it really, out. It's a really good, it's a kind of CGI, um, no, obviously not you know, Santa Claus and CGI. It's a you know, CGI representation of where he might be in the world at the time. Yes, I think so, yeah. Because obviously uh, yes, you know, uh, they, they can't film Santa Claus as he's going around the world. That wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a globe and it's got a little... Apparently, according to Christie, it's got a radar with a globe with uh, Santa Claus in his sleigh with the reindeer and it Aww. gives an updated location as to where he is around the world uh, so you can watch him as he flies around the world on Christmas Eve oh, I can't wait to see Santa it's going to be good I've, I've got cookies for him and some carrots I just don't give him cookies um, he told me that you, you, can only, you can only have so many so apparently he says that one out of every five people he tells him not to put out cookies oh really was that at the, the, the Claus conference in, in Iceland that we were all at uh, no, it was the uh, the Kringle Fest. Um, Kringle Fest. Uh, the, the Kringle Fest um, Journal Integrity Foundation. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, it was the conference they did. Yeah, and Santa was the key speaker there. Yeah, that yeah. was that was good. That was a good conference. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought, I thought it was a bit unnecessary what you're saying about like you know increasing the propulsion speed of the sleigh beyond light level because I mean light speed's already pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you know I know he's still hampered by the fact that when he gets off the sleigh. He's still moving at regular human speeds, and that makes it harder to get around everybody on Earth. But you know, you're at light speed. I mean, the thing he was proposing, which was like to break the barrier of light speed by using uh, space bending. Oh, okay. I, you know, I just think that's a dangerous area. You know, you could unravel the whole of the universe and time and existence and stuff. I was, I, I was actually quite shocked myself when he, when they started talking about the, um, the moss that they feed the reindeer that allowed them to do the space bending and the actual um, dust that they used and where they got that from and stuff and how that all worked. It was a, a very intensive metaphysical kind of lecture that Santa gave. Yeah. Um, which actually, I was actually quite off-put by the fact that Rudolph's nose kept lighting up. It was like, what was that all about? It was, uh, it was just so bright. What was, the, what was the thing of the elves? The elves? I don't know. They, they should, were like... They just kept touching each other. Yeah, and like the noises. I mean, not not naughty places, but you know, like they just they kept like, you know holding hands and like touching each other's faces and stuff yeah I saw one of I did see one of Santa's bodyguards tell them to be quiet at one point because they were being really high pitched I think I think they had a lot of sugar I think it was candy cane high I think so yeah I think so is that not why a lot of them are diabetic I think so 
Because you know they've got that kind, of, that kind of green color. Yeah. Like in their face. Yeah, that's true. Because I think, well, I mean, I think their metabolism like doesn't really deal with sugar that well. Yeah. Did you see the? Did you see that? Um, Santa's wife, Mrs. Claus. What's her first name? Is it, is it Sarah? I thought it was Sarah. Sarah, just something like that. Anyway, um, she's uh, was giving a little masterclass on how to make little green tunics, which is quite fun. Oh, okay. And uh, the double stitching cross back bow the technique that she was using um, was was quite impressive. Hmm. It's the kind of technique I think we should use on the green screen because it's the same sort of felt used for the elves' clothing. Oh, cool! Yeah, that that would work quite well. And the red stitching might be quite. Nice. Oh, that would affect us. Can well. Joel do that? Does she know to do that? Uh, I don't know. She's entirely versed in the ways of uh, elf sewing, but I'll I'll uh, I can. I'll get, they give a, a PDF file. Oh, cool! cool. And the the Santa emailed out to everybody. They're always pretty good at the uh, the Kringle Journal Integrity Foundation. There were so many people there this year, though. Um, I I don't actually. I teleconferenced and I. I don't. I didn't actually see. You didn't actually there. go. No. Well, I I had to do this thing that the Easter Bunny was putting on. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, is that is that that pre-Easter bash that he does for training and stuff? Yeah. It's uh, well. Yeah. It's like he talks about why. He's just he's a bit of a sod, really. He keeps talking about why Christmas is a bigger holiday when Easter is really the important religious festival, you know. Yeah, I see. And he keeps saying that his own impact is being diminished by commercialism so it's like where santa is becoming more human and more like approachable mm. it's like he, he he thinks it annoying that he's getting more and more like you know restricted to just being like a chocolate bunny and not like you know the easter bunny and it's like you know it's like people just sort of just see all these chocolate bunnies and don't really think about the fact that it's about a real bunny you know that actually goes around and mm. uh, you know spreads the word yeah of course of course i think the tooth fairy had also had the same sort of uh complaint actually that it was more about giving kids um, sweets and stuff than it was about collecting the uh, milk teeth that, of course, they melt down and turn into ammo for the um, inter-species war that's going on between the whole Christmas realm and the Halloween realm and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, you know, she's lost a lot of integrity since that whole scandal with the the you know the tax thing. Mm. Which, was, which was only declaring half the teeth or, like, one of, I don't, maybe not half, but, you know, she wasn't declaring a lot of the teeth. I heard she was hiding them, um, hiding them in stockings. Oh, really? Around Christmas time. Why would she do that? I don't know. It was like it was some sort of get-out clause that if it's part of the Christmas holiday, then it couldn't be classified oh, as ammunition right, right. for a war, and then she wouldn't have to. Be so, so that means she could just go and recollect them, but she wouldn't be recollecting for the children. She'd be recollecting them as, as like Christmas cast-off. Exactly, exactly. And then she could then pass those on to uh, Pumpkin King Jack, whoever oh. his name was. And then it's actually she, she's a bit of a git actually. I mean, it's like all this kind of the ammo sort of thing. Oh, well, okay, but let's, let's not be too mean about her because we might still be using her as a model. So, oh, that's true. Actually, that's true. We 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 like Sally. Sally's uh, Sally the Tooth Fairy. Sally is very nice. She is very you nice. Know, but she's very small. Very very dresses really nicely. I've only yeah I've only met her once, but um she she came across very. Nice. I don't know. I mean you you read the press stories and stuff, and I mean who knows if any of this stuff's really true. Anytime I've met her, she has been an absolute doll. Apparently, she gets really high on eggnog. Oh, where did you hear that? It was just—it was in one of these tabloids that I was reading about. That's kind of, ah, you know, actually, this doesn't come across as the type. Yeah, well, I don't know. Eggnog's pretty powerful stuff. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you what, she is gorgeous. She is. She definitely is. That is an amazing figure. Is she is she uh, influenced by Tinkerbell, or is that a whole other? No, 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 no. I see. I see. 
Because I, I wasn't entirely sure there, because there's a wee bit of a hair thing going on that Tinkerbell recently, if you've seen her in any of the uh, the new fashion magazines at the moment that are coming out of Disney, Tinkerbell is looking pretty fine right now, I have to say, with the oh, whole hair thing. I, I think that's a general fashion trend, because they really don't get on. Really? Is there... Uh, I heard there was a bit of an incident with family members or something because they are kind of vaguely related, sort of. It was like well, a, no, they're related by marriage, but yeah. not no, to each other, of course. No, no, they, but they 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 do not get on at all. Because I think I think well, I mean Tinkerbell has kind of a reputation of like stealing the spotlight. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's I mean true. even like you know in front of Peter Pan. I mean come on, trying to steal the spotlight from Peter Pan. That's true. She does hang the, around the, the biggest big showman in the world. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. no one's got a chance, but she's she really goes for it. But like you know, I mean, the truth fear. I mean, her whole thing is like that whole kind of like you know, quiet, get in, get out. No mm. one, no one really sees kind of thing. Mm. And it's just like every time they meet up, they just seem to just get these huge arguments. And it's like you know, it's like the, it's like it's like it's like the truth fairy things that she's like ruining the fairy way, which is to be kind of hidden and like, mm. you know, not be too public. And because like, I mean, really, how often do you really see fairies? You've really got to go. I mean, these days, you've really got to go your way. That's true. I mean, they're not they're not just at the bottom of the garden anymore. They're no. also kind of you know in. Uh, they're actually, I mean, they're getting better at it. I mean, in the old days, they would just do a little, you know, like, mild effort to hide. And they're really taking it seriously now. And it's like, Tinkerbell's just ruining that for them. Because she's just like, you know, any press event, anything she can do, she just goes out and makes a fool of herself. Really. Exactly. I actually had heard a really kind of... She's hot, a, though. <laughs> she is hot. She is that. I, I did hear quite a bad uh, story at one point. It's probably, I'm, I'm assuming it's not true, but um, that uh, uh, Sally, the tooth fairy, she'd, she'd used... Uh, She'd uh, she'd have a few pot shots at, at some of the other Disney characters like Mickey and stuff like that. And I heard I heard that one well, of the again to that's, that's a common misconception because she's not actually a Disney character. Well, that's right, she's not. I know she existed before that. Yeah, she did. But um, I did hear that she'd taken a few pot shots with some milk teeth at, uh, at Mickey, and that he had to go to hospital to get a few uh, teeth removed and a few stitches. But um, that that was all rumor. Mickey, that was all rumor. I don't know. I mean, you don't want to mess with Mickey. Mickey's got a really bad temper. He's so powerful. Yes, he, he is. He really, he can. I mean, really, with the mixture of the theme parks and all the little media conglomerates that come under that, mm. he. I mean, really, if he wants it to come out, he'll. It'll come out, whether it's true or not. Really. Yeah, that's true. He and controls it, so much of the media. It's. it's I mean, it's, it's a blessing that the internet's there because at least gives the people a, a voice. You know. Absolutely. Outside I mean, of the big media. It's kind of important as well for the, the sort of, you know, Kermit and the other hints and Muppets and stuff like that, that they have their say because they're pretty much the only thing speaking out and against Disney, really. And if yeah. it wasn't for for Kermit especially, but uh, with Miss Piggy, they probably find that, that Mickey would totally just take over. Well, I think it's really, it's, I mean, it's really telling that, um, you know, like Kermit is really supporting the writer strikes. Yes, he is. I, and, I saw and him the other day. Has been, was... has been like really noticeably quiet on the whole issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kermit's been out there in the front row with the other writers, yeah. and Mickey's sat up there on the top of the castle, just reading his his um, Disney Times instead of doing the crosswords and just trying to, you know, just hide really. Is um, I don't know. I I mean, I suppose in his position to take a really strong opinion would be maybe a bad move, but yeah, it's, you know. He could at least give a little support. Maybe he is. Maybe he's doing something in the background we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, big up Santa Claus. Uh, a safe journey, Christmas Eve. Yeah, um, Santa. And uh, yeah, have have a good one. Yeah. So um, we shall uh, we shall uh, see you again in this episode in uh, probably two thousand and nine. That's right. So uh, I'm Judd Ferguson. I'm Scott Heron. And we will see you again. Bye bye. Bye bye.